Episode 35, Pencil Me In. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And this episode of One Extraordinary Marriage is sponsored by Blow Up My Marriage. Now, many of you have heard us talk, to, talk about Dr. Corey Allen with Simple Marriage. Well, Corey, and, or Dr. Allen, is putting on a 16-week course called Blow Up My Marriage. And as many of you know, Elise and I just love marriage and talking to you guys about it. We get numerous emails from many of you talking about what's happening in your marriage. And some of you do know that when it gets over our head, because neither Elise and I are certified or trained counselors or mm-hmm. therapists, we send you over to Dr. Allen. And so we just love what he's doing. And uh, we're just so happy that he is... Uh, a part of the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast and sponsoring it. So what is Blow Up My Marriage about? Well, here are some quick things what you're going to be learning in there if you're interested. How to create the best marriage from your strengths, not by looking at what's wrong. How to see that it's a relationship that's the issue, not you or your spouse. Why you never want to lean on your spouse. And how to create a great life and have your marriage be the icing on the cake. And so... In our show notes, you'll find it. There'll be a link to it. If you go to the blog, you'll see it on the left-hand side, a nice big old box there. You can click on that, learn more about Blow Up My Marriage. And if you go on over there, tell Dr. Allen that uh, we sent you. And it is there is a limited enrolment, isn't there? I believe he's, there is, he's yes, capping it. So if you are interested, um, we're recording this Monday night. You'll be, have it available to you Tuesday morning. If you're interested, I would recommend signing up as soon as possible yeah get on um and it is what i remember seeing too is it's for it it can be either for the individual or for the couple yep um so it's definitely you know we've been looking at the materials that he's been putting together for this and it's it's going to radically impact marriages and um dr allen is a friend of ours and uh, for those of you that are interested like i said Seating is limited, so to speak. Spaces are limited. So sign up um, as soon as you can. Yeah. So thank you, um, Dr. Allen, for sponsoring this episode. Now, we are going to be talking tonight. We're going to be moving on in our small group study of Strip Down 13 Keys to Unlocking Your Marriage. Can I say one thing real quick? Just so all you know, it's hot in the studio tonight. So I'm doing this shirtless. But uh, it's just warm. Random. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is hot and i am not doing this shirtless so that would be an awesome gosh we may have to think about that one no okay no i'm good i just wanted everybody to Guys. know that you were the only one shirtless okay so what's been happening this week <laughs> real I, i've got i've got to get real refocused now you got me like all distracted by this whole i'm recording shirtless thing um, what have so, we done? No, I'm just saying, if you hear me drinking a lot tonight, it's just, it's hot and my mouth is like seriously dry. S- summer finally came to San Diego the last, I don't know, five or six days. Mm-hmm. So right before the kids go back to school, which, yep. you know, that's a that's big Wednes- thing happening. That's Wednesday for us. Wednesday. Amen. Here in San Diego, the children will be back in school. Woo-hoo! Praise God. There are mothers rejoicing all over San Diego. 
Um, well, at least in the Poway Unified School District. Yeah, oh, that's true because San Diego Unified doesn't start. Doesn't start yet. We've gone through our first week of fit marriage workouts together. We have. We have. I'm still smiling. You are. You're doing I great. Am. I am. I, it's going to be motivated again. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know about Fit Marriage, it's a program that uh, my good friend Dustin at Engage Marriage and I have uh, put together. It's a 12-week uh, fitness program. We don't have a name for it yet, and we're still working on that, but we got a test group going on, and it's going awesome. So it's something that we hope to have coming out. It's all video-based, and we'll have guides that go with it and nutrition guides and all sorts of good stuff that we're working on right now. Yeah, I have to say, and it's and it's oh. base for couples to be doing it together. So we did. We have last did. week, a couple of the days, and um, was it was it the cardio day that Dustin put together? Yes. Okay, so I I just have to give a little love out to Dustin because that kicked my butt. I was sore for like two or three days after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, C- like complaining sore. Going. You were. I'm yeah. like I thought I was in pretty good shape. Wow. You weren't. I had taken some time off, about yep. six weeks, and it showed. And it showed. It showed. So we're going through that. We, uh, we've we been keeping up with our devotional night lights. We have. Working through that. I think and we missed know, one I, night I, last week. Yeah, I think we were both just tired, but that's okay. I mean, again, a lot of the stuff we look at in our lives is an 80-20 rule. Be on target 80, 80% of the time. The other 20%, you got to just throw it out the window and just go, it's all right. And I think that's... uh. You know, Lisa and I've been working on that a lot with our nutrition. We've been we've been talking about that a lot in our nutrition, of just what we're eating, what we're feeding with the feeding the kids. And Elise and I have been ones to go a hundred percent full bore on things at times, and we we just drive ourselves nuts. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of in the years pre kids when we yeah. did go a hundred percent, and then then we were miserable and crash. And and so as we've gotten older and wiser, as we'd like to tell ourselves, we. We've just come up with this 80-20 rule. You know, if four out of five times we're doing what we need to be doing, the one time that we're not, it's not going to kill us. It's not going to destroy us. It's not going to derail us. It's just, it's a hiccup and you move on. And similar with our devotional, I just look at it. It's like, okay, Okay, we we missed, but 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 let's get back on it. I have to give credit to somebody else for the 80-20 rule. That's not us. Remember, I was reading that book over the summer. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, nothing's new. Oh, I know. But you're saying saying we came up with this. Well, we came up with it for ourselves. For our family. Right. But I had read about it in the book, The Unhealthy Truth by Robin O'Brien. Well, yeah, I understand I know, but I just want to give credit. You know, I I would love to take credit for all these great ideas we have working in our family. But, you know, just want to give credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. It's a functional thing, you know, because the reality is is that you can't. It's very difficult. I won't say you can't because there are some of you out there that can in our family and in our relationships, it's hard to do anything a hundred percent. And so if you, like Tony said, if you're hitting, you know, four out of five times, you're doing pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn good. So we've yeah. been doing that. We, um, another thing that we've been doing that kind of ties into that devotional is that we are making a much more conscious effort to be praying with the kids, but with Alex specifically. Um, he is our yeah. older one. And, over the summer, I am so thankful to the children's pastor at our church, uh, church at Rancho Bernardo. She issued the kids a challenge that they were getting rewarded for reading their Bible. And Alex has... Man, he he took it and ran. Well, he was getting paid in Bible bucks. He was so. getting paid in Bible... Right. I mean, there was an incentive. Yeah. And I'm not... 
yeah, I'm not opposed to that because he's gotten to the point now where like if he's bored or, you know, he's thinking, okay, what's the next prize that I can earn? Uh, like out of the blue, it'll be, I'm going to go read my Bible now. Yeah. It's way cool. It's way cool. And you know, we were talking about this last night that we're starting to see some changes in his attitude and how he's handling things and, you know, carrying that a step further. I mean, we've been one to pray with our kids at dinner time, and Abby now sings prayer to us almost every night at dinner. Um, thanks to Deanna, our babysitter who has taught the kids mm-hmm. a little ABC prayer. Very cute, but that's how we pray at dinner time now. Yeah. Um, and so we're just, you know, picking it up a notch with Alex. And, you know, even tonight, he's starting to feel a little anxious mm-hmm. about school, you know, new school year, a little anxiety. And I just went in before we got on the podcast and just said, you know what? I just want to pray with you. You know, is it okay mm-hmm. if I pray with you right now? Cause I can just tell you've got some anxiety and he's like, okay. And so we pray and he's like, okay, mom. So are we going to see the movie tomorrow? I'm like, okay, you're feeling better. Yeah, You're feeling better. Yeah. So he's good. He's good. And then, uh, what else did we do this week? We saw a movie finally. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as, as many of you know, we're about three years behind in movies, but we saw blind side with Sandra Bullock. Uh, about Michael Orr, the uh, student who went to a Christian school and he was, was basically homeless. He was homeless, and I will have to say, pff, right out of the gate, that first that scene where they're driving up, she stops and goes, "Where are you going?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm going to the gym." And she, and he ma- she makes Sean, her husband, turn around and and stop to pick him up, and she gets out of the car. And she's, she's right there and she's like, what, what do you do? I mean, you're going to the gym. Well, what's going to happen at the gym? You know, and she just basically told him, you know, get in the car. And I mean, even that brought tears to my eyes. Pretty powerful movie. It was. Pretty powerful movie. It, it, it was. I, I thought it was amazing. The um, Michael Orr obviously ended up being drafted by the Baltimore Ravens in mm-hmm. the 23rd pick in the 2009. That was just last year. Yeah, NFL draft. So I'm looking forward to, you know, having just learned about him, I'm, I'm excited to see his second season and sort of follow him and see what he does because I, I think he has a read some articles on him and prior to the dra- prior to the draft of last year and just seemed like he had a really good head on uh, head on his shoulders. It just goes to show you the power mm-hmm. that, you know, one person, one family can have mm-hmm. to make a difference in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you, know, you find yourself questioning, you know, what can I do? what difference can I make? And the reality is, is, you know, here's somebody that said, you know what? This kid needs something. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be the ones, this family is going to be the one to provide that for him. And I was just really just kind of blown away. I was too. uh, By that. So I was too. And then, you know what? Another thing I want to bring up, and I brought this up before. I forget what episode. Do you think I'd remember these at times, but I don't. Well, we're up to 35. I know. So you're allowed to start forgetting. But, I, I remember talking about one sometime back about just this anxiety at church, being able to just lift my arms up to the Lord. While oh, praying. I noticed that the other day. And and for the, for many of you who listen to us, you don't go to our church, obviously. <laughs> but our church is, you know, smack dab here in uh, Poway, Rancho Bernardo, middle class, white. Um, predominantly. Predominantly. Um, our church is predominantly that middle class, um, very, I, I want to say, you know, pastor says, sit up, stand up. Everybody stands up. Pastor says, sit down. Everybody sits down. There's not a lot of swaying from that. 
Okay. I, I'm, why I'm are you just, looking at no, me? No, because I'm figuring out. I'm trying to. I, I see just where felt. You're going I just this. felt that worship this weekend. We sat down very quickly. The songs were very moving. Mm-hmm. I felt, and I think worship is a a time that we are we get closer to God. Absolutely. And one song was just very. Uh, it, it struck me this week and I did something out of my comfort zone was that I actually stood up. I mean, the whole congregation is sitting down. Mostly. No, they were all sitting. I was looking around too. Don't worry. Were people standing up before I stood up? Like on the other side. Oh, okay. Good. So good. I wasn't the first one, but we sit up way up front. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I have to say, this is like, you know, sometimes the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. My dad has always sat up in the front of the church in the same there they go to a catholic church so it's always the same pew on the same side forever and ever well we can Amen. Move. no 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 i think it's just funny that we have fallen into that very same habit like we always sit well we need to change the it second up. row on the right hand side i just it's kind of one of those weird isn't change it up one of our chapters uh change tonight? the scenery no not, not tonight it is but not tonight okay well and anyways i uh i just you know i'm just saying for me and I think this can be related to our marriages as well. We get into those ruts. We get into those things where we get a little fearful. We don't want to take chances. And I will have to say, I mean, when I stood up there, uh, within a couple, within a minute, I will say I was sweating because I, I get this perception that people are looking at me. But then after that, I just let it go. And I was just there. I mean, it was just a one heck of a moving song. And I just raised my, my arms up and went for it. I was, I, I do have to say, I was so surprised. I saw you stand up. I'm like, oh my goodness. He's breaking out of his shell. Look at him go. And I didn't get a kiss for that when I sat back down. I didn't want you to be self-conscious of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I figured it was probably enough that you would. You could have given me a pat on the back and said, good job. I would have appreciated it. Oh, well, I'll know for next time, I guess. Well, there you go. So that was, so that was pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I again, I had a, a good time. At church, I thought it was a, uh, we we're entering a new season. So our year, our next year is called Grow, which I think is great because I think as Christians, we are, we need to continuously be growing and maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of, one of my big pet peeves, and I'll, and I'll tell this to you guys because I feel that you guys know us, if you've listened to us for a while. <laughs> um, one of my big pet peeves about church and Christians in general sometimes when they go to church they always want to be fed. I hate that. Hate that. Um, dude, church is like one day a week. And you should be there and you should be serving. Find somewhere, find something that you can do and serve. Um, it really irks me sometimes when I talk to Christians and, and families in general. They, Oh, the church isn't doing this for me and it's not doing that for me. It's like, well, heck, why don't you go do something for the church and see what happens? Go do something, and not even for the church, do something for the body of Christ. Do something for your brothers and sisters. It doesn't even have to be in your church. I mean, I understand if there's bad things that are happening and all that sort of stuff. Totally understand. But um, Lisa and I have been around long enough here in in one area for the first time in our lives. We're, We're actually settled here for seven years and being in certain churches now for longer durations of time that... It, that's just one of my things, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you don't have to serve in some big old committee that's year round. And I know we, we talked about enough already, but maybe if you have a slot, you know, clearing off your plate 
Maybe you'd lead a small group for six weeks, eight weeks. Heck, pick up our book and lead a group for eight weeks. I mean, Elisa and I are notorious for this. We don't, we don't do long-term small groups. Don't want to. It's not our style. We've done them and we've been in them. It's just we're not there right now with our kids and everything. So we'll pick up a book for eight weeks and we'll just, we'll just go after it. You know, you'd be surprised when you get in there and you do something, the lives you start to change and the, and your life begins to change. So, and I understand Hey, if you got too much on your plate, you're not, you're not hearing that from me. I'm not telling you to pick up and put something else on your plate. No, but like I was talking to a girlfriend, um, who just returned from, uh, Monterey back here and she's back here to San Diego. And we were talking about this, even as it relates to, you know, doing stuff with the school, you know, instead of making these long term commitments Commitments. that you might not be able to honor, figure out one thing that you can do. Yeah. That's going to fit into your life, but isn't going to jeopardize your marriage relationship or your relationship with your kids by overextending you and find some way to serve Mm -hmm. some way to give back. You know, so that you are, you're doing for others. Yep. You know, I mean, it's like we tell our kids, you know, <laughs> that there's more, there's more joy in giving than receiving yeah, ultimately yeah. and things like that. And the same thing goes with your time. When you're able to do something that fits you well, fits your gifts and fits comfortably into the time that you have, you get so much out of knowing that you're part of making the whole ship go. Right. Um, and so I think that's, and there's a season for everything. Uh, for me, I, I did a, I had a big push, uh, about six months ago for about a year doing a lot of stuff with the homeless ministry at our church. It just hasn't fit in recently. Um, one of the big things I do outside of the church is I donate blood and to all of you out there who are thinking, man, I don't have time for anything. Go donate blood. It takes just seven minutes. I've done it enough times that you know what you're in and out of giving blood in seven minutes. It's honestly a 30 to 40 minute deal once every two months. And you'd be surprised the people you save. You'll never know them, never meet them, but you save lives every day. And I know that firsthand because my younger brother has a genetic blood disorder where his red blood cells do not reproduce. He is infused with blood every three weeks. He is 30 years old now and he and I got to talking and it's the reason why I started giving blood because he and I had a long conversation about this, but we started talking and in his lifetime, he believes that he has had 130 gallons of blood donated, 130 gallons. And if people were just out there and going, ah, it's not needed, he wouldn't be here with us today. And I, I just praise God that there have been people since he was a year old that have said, I'm going to be giving. So just a little from the heart about serving, mm-hmm. you know, and I think when we do that, sometimes we get off of our own selves and we think of others and we can come back to our own lives and our own homes and our, our families. And we can, we can put some, we can put life in perspective and really just go, damn, we're blessed, you know? I know some of you are going through struggles. I do. I know you're going through financial struggles. I know you're going through marital struggles, be it a a porn addiction, um, infertility issues. Um, Gosh, I mean, there's a myriad of of things that could be going on in your life. But man, maybe it's just time to get 
away from it a little bit and look outside the box and see what's happening in other people's lives and how you can touch theirs. And maybe by doing that, you get a little introspective and really look at your life and just go, wow, there's some really good stuff happening in my life and I'm just missing it. And with that, <laughs> I will take you Tony. You guys know that. Every, I will every take couple Tony of weeks. off the soapbox. After every couple of weeks, I get on it. And I, I don't, you know, we, we just come to these mics and we really don't have a, we don't have a program. There's no script, guys. There in isn't. Case, in case you were wondering, there's no script. And, and some, <laughs> in some weeks, I just, we just have it. And other weeks, we're a little bland. And you, you know what? I, and, and to that end, I want to thank all of you who have been leaving uh, ratings and feedback on iTunes. You guys are awesome. We got a four and a half rating from 14 folks and a number of reviews. And thank you all. That that's it, I hadn't looked at it recently and it, it touches my heart to know that we're doing something worthy enough for a four and a half star on iTunes. Um, thank you. And thank you to those of you that actually did contact us this week. Mm-hmm. We we put the uh, the bribe in the bag and you know asked for the challenge. Uh, the challenge asked for some feedback, and I just want to say thank you. We heard from a few listeners and um, want to share both of what they said um, and throw the challenge out for another week. We have another prize. Yep. So so uh, you can call us. You can email us. You can touch us. Facebook. Facebook. You can get a hold of me on. Twitter. Don't try to get a hold of Elisa. She's not there. So I at, am, but I don't respond. Yeah. So at one on fire on Twitter. Um, call us at the eight five eight eight seven six five six six three. We heard from Bryce, who fortunately sent us his message from the iPhone after his wife had already left for the day, so he wasn't Good. doing any of that. Awesome, bro. Texting while uh, while you're in the middle of you know dinner, or breakfast, or anything else with your spouse, and he had mentioned very much like we did doing a puzzle. And, you know, they'd, mm-hmm. they'd done a staycation. They got rid of the TV, the phones, the electronics, and realized as they were attempting to do this thousand piece puzzle of, a hot, air, of hot air balloons that they learned that they love to do puzzles. And he actually suggested um, puzzles is a great way to spend family time and just looking for puzzles mm-hmm. that, you know, would appeal more to the kids' ages. Um, so that they can get involved in that and just as a way to, you know, spend time and do a few, you know, a few puzzles or a few pieces at night together and um, actually had a lot of comments. I had posted up on my Facebook page and got lots of different ideas um, for some games that we needed to check out. We actually, um, because I do have a Lego lover, um, we did get the Lego Robo Champ, like assemble a robot Lego game. So we've been having some fun playing with that. Um, and our contest winner is Michelle, and she had actually. Uh, so Michelle, you need to contact Elisa at askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage dot com and get us your address, address and we'll so get I that to you. you. What, what what did she win? She's got this, and we got to tell them what she wrote. This fun little um, kind of like this combination package that has. Let's see, there's bath and shower gel. There's. So there's a bu- linen mist. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of fun stuff cream, that you can do, and I'm not sure what that and is. And it'll be perfect about what we're talking about this week for the small group. Exactly. So here's here's what Michelle had written to us. She's like, I enjoy your podcast. I have told many people about your show. I like how you talk about your week and end with, I love you guys. I have implemented many of your suggestions, and they work, such as date night. 
if I could just get the husband more involved in your show. So we know she's working on that. And she had actually contacted us about ordering our book. Um, and she did ask us to do some podcasts on second marriages. And um, she and her husband are both in a second marriage. Blended, yeah. And you probably actually did the your marriage. Did that already post? No, not yet. Mm. Okay. They will be up on a future um, future blog, right? Yeah. Uh, because Michelle asked to talk about second marriages, we don't have any experience with it. Honest to goodness, Elisa and I don't come from either our parents are not divorced. On my side of the family, none of my aunts and uncles ever got divorced. In my cousins, there's nine of us and only one of them divorced. They didn't have any kids. It was pretty straightforward. So we don't have experience there. And I'm guessing and I'm sure there are many of you who are in blended families. And because of that, we can't really help you out. But I think Michelle... We asked her to do a Your Marriage, and she wrote a, a beautiful piece, and I'm going to put that together and hopefully get it up on Thursday. Okay. I, I wasn't trying to put any pressure on you. I just didn't know when it hit. No, no. When or no, no, no. That, that's totally cool. Um, I, 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 wa- I want to get it up this week because I, I think it's a, a fantastic post. And, and I have to say this about Michelle. I did actually, um, when we got this message posted on Facebook, I actually clicked through to her Facebook page, and there is something that she does that I think is pretty phenomenal. Every day she puts a post up on why she loves her husband. And in addition to doing the date night that she had put in her email, I was really touched by the fact that she tells her Facebook friends and community every day all the amazing things that her husband either does or gifts that he has. I mean, today she... I can't even see you on Facebook. I don't even get ping thing. You like don't how, see me? Yeah. It's like, why Why can't I? You would think Facebook would figure out if you have a partner and you're married that they would show up on your news feed. I don't ever even see you on my news feed. I'm sure somebody will email you so, how to make that happen. So uh, dumb. You know, honey, there's only a few millions of people on Facebook. It's like 500. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Michelle, congratulations. Thank you for, thank you for implementing the things that we talk about and for sharing that with us and sharing it with your friends. I saw, you know, you would even said to somebody else, um, you know, you got to check out these guys. And so we appreciate hearing you spread the word. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that means a lot that you think enough of what we're doing that you're encouraging your friends to also, um, give us a listen. And so we want to thank you for that. And, like Tony said, just email me your address and we'll get this prize pack out to you. For those of you that, are still interested in winning some of the other great prizes that we have, feel free to comment on what we talk about tonight or anything um, that comes up in this podcast and we'll put you in the running for next week's drawing. That's right. I agree. So can we talk about the calendar now? All right. So that's the completion of our week. (laughs) But not the completion of the podcast. So keep listening. (laughs) So here we go. Let's dive into uh, chapter seven. Chapter seven. What, what, oh yeah, get page no, eighty-three. Oh, you got me at the wrong page here. Hold on. I, I I had you at hello. What do you mean the wrong page? We're at calendar it. Calendar it on page eighty-three. Yep. In the book. If you don't have your book, it's not too late to order one. Ebook, mm-hmm. audio book, physical, physical book. book. Just jump on over to the site, grab it. 
Let's see. All right. You so we're start? Ta- uh, yeah. All right. Because we're talking about calendar it, mm-hmm. and this is. <laughs> and, and if you guys have, go- if you guys went through or know the seven days of sex challenge, you're probably smirking right now, going, <laughs> "Oh yeah, we know what they're talking about." And it's not just about sex. It's not just about sex. It's not. But it's I, a big part. It's a big part of it. But what we're really talking about in this chapter is putting your spouse on the calendar. Right. You know, everything from, you know, if we need to sit down and just have a talk, I'm not going to just spring it on Tony at 10 o'clock at night, although I do like to talk at 10 o'clock at night. Um, we had that conversation just. Yes. Yesterday. You grumbled. I did. We didn't have a conversation. You grumbled and I listened to you because that talk at 10 o'clock at night usually leads to sex. So I don't know why you're complaining. Because you're keeping me up and I got a bike ride the next day and I need to get my sleep. So I'm rested and ready for my bike ride. I'm okay with talking. What's the priority here, dude? Well, when I have a big ride up, that becomes a priority sometimes. I've been, you know, I was. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying I was getting ready for a hundred mile bike ride and. It was good. I, I. Honey, I'm not saying it wasn't good. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. But it just gets, it's like, okay, okay. Yes, the sex is, is icing on the cake. But I'm looking at the clock going, come on, let's let's get these words out faster. You can't rush a good cake, dude. Oh, goodness. Ooh. Can't rush it. Okay. So anyways, calendar <laughs> it. Here, here's, where we, here's where it comes from. In, in all honesty, calendar it comes from when we did our 60 days and we realized how putting the sexual intimacy as a major component of our marriage and how we we had to put that on the calendar. We knew it had to happen. We then did the seven days of sex challenge for ourselves. And again, we put it back up on there. It wasn't until our pastors, um, Ken and Pam, mentioned their intimacy lifestyle where they make love twice a week. That's when it. That's where calendar, I think, really hit home for us. It's because that's where it started. Yeah, because that's where we really realized that we weren't doing something just for a week. And even though sixty days was for two months, when it was done, it was done. I mean, we we sort of just took a huge break. We took the next month off. Yeah, and so, but the intimacy lifestyle style really challenges us in being intimate twice a week, and we need to be. We need to have that on the calendar. We need to make sure we understand when we're gonna when we're gonna be doing it. It can still be a surprise, as as many of you know. My nights are Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Elisa's nights are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So there there is that time where you can do some surprises and all that sort of good stuff. But it challenges you to make it a priority. And again, like like we said at the beginning of this segment, it's not just about the physical intimacy. It's not just about the sex, like our decision to start a devotional now and to put that on, you know, it's a daily devotional, which means every day Mm -hmm. we're spending time together, reading the devotional, answering the questions. What we're encouraging you guys to do is to go from, you know, having your dentist be so important that he makes it on your calendar to elevating your spouse to that same level of importance Mm -hmm. to saying, you know what we are going to make intimacy, physical intimacy, sex, a priority twice a week, once a week, whatever is going to work for you guys. And you know, maybe that means you do like what Tony and I do 
where somebody takes three days and the other person takes three days, or maybe it's this week, it's his turn next week. It's her turn. There are a lot of different ways that you can talk through the scenario so that it's not, I mean, we've had people ask us the question. They're like, seriously, you guys schedule sex. You know, doesn't that take all the spontaneity out of it? Doesn't it take all of the excitement, all of the reality is, is that it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at all. It doesn't because we don't have set days. I mean, it's not like Tuesday at two is our time. You know, we just talked about the fact that he has three days. I have three days. The reality is, is that we're having sex twice a week. Not every couple in America can say that. I know because we look at the average and it averages out to be about once a week. And hopefully many of you are having it two or three times a week. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are. Um, If you're not and want to be, it's something to aspire to. It's just one of those things of elevating your spouse up a little bit. You know, putting them on your calendar. If there is a talk that you need to do, put it on there. Write it in so it happens and nothing comes in between. With the kids going back to school, Elisa and I are going to start scheduling a morning where once the kids are in school, we'll have probably about two hours once a week where we come together. Now, sometimes when we do that, we may only spend half hour, 45 minutes talking, discussing. Um, It's a great time for us to have our sexual intimacy in the morning. No kids, don't have to worry about them. And sometimes it's it's just, you know, like I said, 30, 45 minutes, we talk, and then we do our things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done in the past where we've done a coffee shop, not a lot, but, you know, I think we're probably going to start getting more into getting out of our comfort zone at times and just trying to get us out of the house, away from the electronics, away from the computers, and just sort of shut down. I know it's hard. The last three weeks... It's been interesting because I've done um, acupuncture. And so I go in there and I see my um, my acupuncturist, Kelly. My acupuncturist. I'm sharing him with you. Well, Yes, I know. Well, now he's mine. And it's really interesting because I get in there and I'm a little, I got a little anxiety because, again, he's sticking me with needles. And that's, a, that's an interesting thing because you can get stuck with needles like that, but you can't give blood. Um, for me, it's the whole idea of seeing the blood come out of my arm. Okay. Okay. That's all I got to say. Okay. And for me, honestly, going to the acupuncturist is one of those times where I just get to relax. And, and I hope for myself that Elisa and I, when I'm going out with her, that I can be in that moment, which is let everything just fade away and focus on her. Yeah. I mean, if you, if I, and I've been doing the acupuncture for almost a year now. I think part of the reason why I enjoy it so much is because that is, you know, 45 minutes where I'm not doing anything. I mm-hmm. can't. I've got, you know, 10 needles in me. And whether I fall asleep or, you know, I'm just kind of slow, deep breathing and going through what's going on in life. But I just have time to think. There's no noise. There's mm-hmm. nobody clamoring for my attention. The phone does not come in. The... <laughs> Nobody can reach me. You know, sorry, life's on hold. Yep. And sometimes we don't take that time with our spouses. (laughs) We don't, we don't make them such the focus of our attention. We don't ever give them the undivided. There are no other distractions. Right. Time. 
we don't. I mean, we, you know, we've, you guys have heard us talk about it in relation to the phone. You know, the phone goes on dates and, you know, you know the whole Twitter story. Um, and if you don't, oh, I don't remember what episode that was, but, you know, there's a whole episode on taking your smartphone on a date. It's not recommended. Um, but you need to you need to look at your relationship and say, okay, where are the areas? Where can we carve out 10, 15 minutes, an hour? And I'm not just talking about date time. I'm talking about intimacy. I'm talking about doing a devotional together. If you're going to do a devotional together on Mondays and Thursdays, then it goes on the calendar. Right. And if you're doing that at nine o'clock after the kids go to bed, then guess what? The TV goes off at 855. And whether you're sitting on your couch or you're laying in your bed or you're at the kitchen table, that's what you two are doing. Yep. If it's, you know, making love twice a week, then you're, you know, figuring out who's got what days and that's what's happening. If it's going for a hike, you know, whatever it is that you have to put on the calendar so that you are giving your spouse undivided you attention. That's what calendar it's about. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, I hope so. We wrote the book together. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be a little late to disagree now. <laughs> right. And, and again, when you're listening to us talk about this, we throw out a lot of ideas. And it's just as if we are in a small group setting with you sitting here around us, we are throwing a lot out there to try to give you guys ideas that you can hold on to right now, that you can grab onto and go, we want to try that. Believe me, Elisa and I have not done a devotional together in... How old's Alex? Seven. It's been seven years? No, we did some devotionals, oh, small, we did some short ones. short ones, but one of this magnitude, because I think this is four months? Mm-hmm. I can't remember how many chapters. This is a long one. Right. And so, you know, it's not like something that we we do year in and year out. We go through phases. So when we throw things out there... We're hoping we're just sparking something in you, something in you that you can you can grab hold of in your marriage. You start thinking about what it is that you and your spouse can do together and how you're going to be able to schedule it onto your calendar mm-hmm. and make it happen for you guys. And I think that's what the takeaway is from many of our podcasts is that we are just sparking something in you. We don't want you to emulate us. We don't we, we don't need Tony Please. and Elisa clones out there. What we need are marriages that are thriving, that are that are growing, that are learning, that are, you know, having good and bad times, but through all of it, you're loving each other. Mm-hmm. You're living it and and Gosh, uh, you're just having an extraordinary marriage, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that you you can put challenges in front of you yourselves and and, and attempt them and complete them. Seven days of sex challenge. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done it, if you're new to listening, go for it. Do it. Our next one's going to be, we're going to launch it on February 14th. That's going to be the second annual seven days of sex challenge. It's going to be February 14th. But if if you can't wait till then, do Do it. Do it early. I mean, I still get tweets from people talking about how impactful that was on their marriage. It's cool. So, and you make it work for your marriage and, and we have all the postings so you can go right through them and, 
and uh, follow along. I mean, it's great. And I forget what the link is over there, but it's if you go to the blog, it says seven days of sex challenge and you can just click it right there. He's got it so dialed in. Yep. Yep. Okay. Calendar it. Calendar it. Good. Followed by chapter eight. Take the lead. So now that you've calendared it. So they're on the calendar. So your spouse is on the calendar. It's time to take the lead. And this is something that Elisa and I know oh too well. We were so bad at this. So bad at this. (laughs) I mean, talk about getting into ruts and just doing the same old dang thing, same way. And we're not just talking about sex, but just life in our marriage. Everything had, there was no change up. I mean, sure, the kids change it up a little bit now or a lot at times. And and those of you who have teenagers know it really changes it up. We've heard from lots of you. I'm not looking forward to that. (laughs) But take the lead is all about just that. From a guy's standpoint, it's about doing date nights and setting it all up. Start courting your wife again. Do you remember the first date, the second date when you guys went out together? Hopefully it was one of those situations where even if you were setting it up and going to a medium type restaurant or even a fast food place or just a walk along the beach or a creek, whatever that may have been, you made it a point to set it up. Mm -hmm. You took initiative. You wanted to show your future spouse or hopefully your spouse now that you were attracted to her. And by doing that, you took the lead. And so one thing that happened in our marriage very quickly was that sort of ended. Very quickly. It just ended. I mean, it wasn't a... I think after uh, the honeymoon. Yeah, it was... (laughs) For me, it was like, what do I got to court you anymore? We're married. We're doing this. um, Don't like it. What's up? I I don't get it. But over the last couple of years, I've been doing take the leads. And every month we do our date nights and we go back and forth. And I'll tell you, it is one of the most fun things to do now because it, it just allows Elisa to be surprised, mm-hmm. not to have to think about it. What are we going to eat? What are we going to do? It's just, I do it. And I'm guessing many of you have done this before where you got a date night, you got the kids, they're already at the sitter or you got it all planned out. And the next word out of your mouth is, Hey hun, what are we going to do? And what does she say? I don't know. What do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. Pick something. Uh, well, do you want to do Mexican or do you want to do Italian? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the way our conversations, <laughs> you know, I mean, you guys might think, wait a minute. I thought we were listening to the podcast here. You are. I, I, and I'm guessing that some of you are laughing right now. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, that was us last week. Um, that was us a lot of the time. And before you even get out the door, you're frustrated with your spouse. Can I just back up when you're talking about take the lead, mm-hmm. especially as you're speaking to the guys, um, the whole sitter thing. If you do have children, guys, every once in a while, if you actually made the arrangements for the sitter to watch your kids, your wife would probably fall over and have a heart attack. <laughs> she would be so shocked. <laughs> nice. Be- son. Well, no, because so often the whole child care thing, if we're going out on a date, typically the child care falls to the wife. If you ever surprise her mm. on a date night with the fact that 
guess what, honey? You know, call her at midday. Say, you know what? I need you to wear that nice dress I like so much because I've arranged for the sitter and we're going out to dinner. Mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee you, you're going to be met at the door with a big hug and a kiss. Because not, Good only, advice. not only are you taking her out to dinner, you've taken care of childcare. There's something about having like just that one little thing taken off our plates. And yes, you can let her know what's going on. You don't even ask her for the names of the babysitters. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't all have to be a surprise. It doesn't that. all have to be a surprise. But let me tell you something. When when Tony does this for me and vice versa, I mean, when it's my night to do date night and I plan it, one, it's fun for me because I now I'm getting involved in the process. I'm like, ooh, what are we going to do on my date night? You know, what can I what can I get in? And, t- you know, you guys know that we went and saw the musical yep. um, a couple of weeks ago, which is something we'd wanted to do. I surprised him with the tickets on his desk when he came home from work and said, OK, you got to get showered and get ready because we got to get out the door. Um, but when it's his date night and I have no decisions to make, the reality is, is that whether you're the husband or the wife, you make decisions all day long whether it's at work or with the kids, with school, with volunteer organizations, people look to you all day long and say, well, what do you think about this? How should we do that? What is needs to be done here? By the time you get to date night, you are exhausted with making decisions. So if you guys make a commitment that whether it's, you know, this date night or that date, you're going to alternate or however you're going to do it, you're going to lift that decision making off of your spouse, it frees them up to just be in the moment and enjoy the time with you because they know you got it covered. They can just sit back. I mean, they probably have to decide what they want to drink. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what it's about. It's getting it to that point where, you know, all your spouse has to do is order their drink and order their meal. It, and I've done and gone as so far as to just order our meal. And Elisa just had to order her drink. He knows what I like. So, well, we did sushi that time. So Still, it was pretty easy. It was pretty easy. So that's that part of take the lead. The other part of take the lead is sexual. Mm-hmm. And that's getting out of the, our ruts and making something happen in our bedrooms or out of our bedrooms this also leads up to the intimacy questionnaire that we've talked about a lot recently where I would suggest you guys, if you haven't done it, sit down and do it. And I'll put another link to it. Um, is to do that. Open it up. Open the conversation so you guys know what you like. And then husbands and wives, it's time to take the lead. Now you've opened up that conversation and you know sort of okay, well, she likes that or he doesn't like that or we both like this. And so you're able to, when you do take the lead, it's not the same thing. And for guys, I'm going to, we're going to talk, Lisa's going to talk a bit more about women stepping up to the plate because I think, and I know I should say, many of us, we're rejected. We're done. We've, we've tried enough. We've, we've been going after our wife and we're trying to show her our love and it it doesn't, we're not, it's not being conveyed correctly or they're not viewing it the way we want it. And we're just done. I've been there. 
I know what it's like, but I'm going to tell you, man, there's hope. And I'm going to let Elisa talk about how she was able to get over what, what we were dealing with and, and how she has been able to take the lead. And it was one, you know, we talk about the ruts that we were in prior to 2008 quite a bit. And, uh, it was kind of a combination. We were going through that 60 days of sex and reading the book intimacy ignited. Um, there was a chapter in there, one of the early chapters that talked about rejection and when you say no. And, and it really, it really became clear to me that for me, the decision whether or not to have sex. And this is, this is only Elisa. I am not speaking for women elsewhere. I'm just talking about me. But the decision of whether or not to have sex had very little emotional weight to it. It was, you know, I liken it in one of the early episodes to, you know, kind of the, you know, the McDonald's question. Would you like fries with that? It was either a yes or a no. Not a big deal to me. But like I tell so many women, our yes or no is an immediate acceptance or rejection of our spouse, of our husband's when they're making the advance, when they're, you know, saying, you know, I want to, I want to make love to you. And we're like, yeah, you know, not today. I'm tired. They want to be connected to us. And we're like, no, I don't really have time for you. I mean, that, that's what we're conveying to them. And so as we were going through this, that first time, you know, two, two years ago, almost two years ago now, very close. Um, you know, I got past, I, you, we made our bedroom a no excuses zone. Right. We we decided, I mean, obviously there was no way you could commit to having sex 60 nights in a row and, you know, <laughs> have excuses or rejection. And that's something that we've really, I think, with the exception of maybe a couple of times, have kept up over the last two years. Less than a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what that meant for me, too, especially as we moved from, you know, the 60 days of sex and the seven days of sex challenge into this intimacy lifestyle was that I was going to have to take the lead in our bedroom. If Tony had three days to initiate sex and I had three days to initiate sex, that meant that on my three days, I couldn't wait for him to be the one to initiate sex. And Tony can probably prior to 2008 count on the number of hand on one hand, the number of times that I initiated sex without being prompted. Yeah, it wasn't many. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can tell you that. I mean, it was kind of one of those blue moon things, you know, it, it, leap year a, maybe. There's a beautiful full moon tonight. We'll have to go out and look at it after the podcast. All right. But, um, you know, so it was one of those things where I had to get out of my comfort zone to say, okay, you know, if we're going to do this intimacy lifestyle and I'm going to have three days during the week that I'm initiating sex, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get over myself. I'm going to have to stop being the controller in the bedroom, making the yay or nay decision. And I'm going to have to be the one to say, you know what? Okay. We've taken the excuses. I know he's not going to say no to me. So I'm going to have to learn how to take the initiative, how Mm -hmm. to initiate sex with my husband. And it can be things as simple as lighting candles in the bedroom. Just to say, you know what? I mean, he walks into the bedroom, the candles are lit. Suddenly the whole atmosphere changes. Mm-hmm. It can be wearing your lingerie to bed. You know, if you're pretty comfortable in your sweats or your oversized t-shirts or, you know, any combination that is perhaps less than visually appealing, 
Not that they aren't comfortable, Mm -hmm. but we have talked in the past about how men are visual creatures. A little lingerie goes a long way. Yeah. No pun intended on the little lingerie. Uh, You know, it can be things like kisses behind, you know, kisses where he likes it or sending a text during the day. Right. I challenge you women out there to think about that this week. Not just making your bedroom a no rejection zone, a no excuses zone, but to do something this week, whether it's sexual or, you know, date night or something, take the lead in your relationship. Show your husband that you care so much about him and you are so in love with him that you're going to initiate something with him this week. Because that's going to go a long way to saying, you know what? I think you're worth it. I think you're important. I think you're so important that I am going to do something for you and with you before you even think about it. Yeah. And, and I can almost guarantee you that doing that, you will see a change in how your husband responds to you. Yeah. If you've already got a good marriage, he's just going to be like, Whoa, what's going on? Right. If your marriage is struggling right now, he's going to, he's going to say, what's going on? It's going to bring hope back to your marriage. And a plug for our sponsor, blow up my marriage. If you're at the point where you're listening to this and going, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to calendar it. There's no way I'm going to take the lead. We're just not here right now. Then, I'm going to ask you to get on board with Blow Up My Marriage. Get there. It's 16 weeks. Work on your marriage. It might just be you right now who's going to be doing it. But sometimes it has to be you who needs to make the change. And our hope and our prayer is that your spouse will start seeing that change and will come on board with you and get on board with you. And I'm telling you, Dr. Allen, he has amazing classes going on and this blow up my marriage for 16 weeks. You're going to be in there. And I hope that if you have to go through that or do go through that, that you have stripped down right there beside you and you're getting into our stuff as well, because sometimes you need a little kick in the butt, you know, before you can get it into the calendar and the take and, um, take the lead. It's definitely, you know, you'll, you'll start to see change. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see change with bloat my marriage. You'll see change with implementing the take the lead and calendar it this week. You have so much power to make a change in your marriage. You don't have to sit back and wait for things to happen. That's right. You can, you can step up and say, you know what? And I can't remember the exact quote, but be the change that you want to see. Create the change in your marriage. Create the marriage that you want. Mm-hmm. But pencil in your spouse this week. Uh, b- better yet, ink it. Put it in pen. Put it in pen. And it, it, You're not erasing it. You're not making a change to it. it, it it's in there. Just as if your boss goes, we have a meeting at 830 tomorrow morning. You're not going to scribble it out because something else happens. 
right. you're going to be there. Well, I think your spouse is just as important. And if you believe me and you believe what Elise and I have been talking about, you're going to put them down in pen and you're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it takes sometimes to make your marriage better. We got to grow up. We got to be adults. And sometimes you got to just make it happen. Absolutely. So tonight was one of those. You heard from both of us on our soapbox tonight. Exactly. But you know what? We do it because we love you guys. Mm-hmm. We do. Each one of you out there, I- I'm not going to say we pray for you individually because we don't know all of you. But I will tell you there are times during my week when I'll, when I'll just lift up each and every one of you in the one community to the Lord because we love you. We know you guys are working towards your marriage if you're listening here. And it, there's no greater joy for Elisa and I to sit behind these mics once a week and share a little bit of our lives and what we believe in and to know that it's making a difference in your lives because we get those emails too. And honestly, I just give that up to God mm-hmm. because without him, uh, you wouldn't be hearing us speaking. So true. So to another fantastic week, we got a special episode coming up next week. It's uh, it's going to be fun. We'll, we'll drop some hints on it. Facebook or Twitter coming up uh, towards the end of next week. End of this week. End of this week. Sorry. Until then, we love you guys. God bless.